welcome to another episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. This week on Top Lines and Tales, we go over to Ireland and to speak with Jamie Nolan at the Galway-based uh, company Mart I. There, Jamie, welcome to Top Lines and Tales. Thanks very much. And. Martai is a, a streaming and auction service provided to farmers across the UK. I think if you are in livestock in the UK or, or Ireland, uh, you simply just could not not have heard of, of Martai. They, uh, they're a company that sort of snowball into one of the top companies in, or maybe the top company in that sphere in the, in the last 12 months. Uh, an excellent embracement of social media, should I say. Um, Jamie, tell us a little bit how it started and whose idea Martai was. Um, back to... 2020, I suppose we have to go back to to when Marta was born. Um, it's, originally the concept came up through COVID, um, whereby I suppose there's four of us in Marta, you've here on Feeney, in, that's based in the Galway office, and with a, a great team over there, including Margaret Menke and everyone else involved over there. Um, if myself on the east of Ireland, so I would look after a lot of marks over here on the east of Ireland. Uh, you've Mark over in Reading in the UK, and then you've Aaron in London. Um, it started off, I suppose, by means of Tullow Mart in the east of Ireland, kind of who'd be where we'd actually sell our own cattle. Kind of came to us, and you know, the, the conversation started, and um, we were dealing with 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 Kieran and, and Aaron and, and Mark on another project, and I put the idea to them, and uh, two weeks later, Marta was born. And, um, took a little bit of time to get to where it where it was, but um, it's went on considerably. Uh, it's it's award winning now, so that's 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 always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the the, the social media that you're 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 talking to have to say that's down to 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 Mark. He's he's he has embraced it. He is unbelievable. The, the, just the stuff he produces is is eye catching and, and uh, has really transformed it on a on a on a different level. It's it, it's incredible. As I said, it's an incredible story, really. And as you said, you were you were working on another project, so you've been or between you've been involved in IT already as well as farming, and the opportunity just just popped his head up during COVID, as you said. But, I mean, was there a call for this technology maybe before then? People have been trying at it and you just happen to be the right place at the right time? Yeah, I don't I don't think it would have worked before COVID. Um, I don't think it would have worked. Uh, there's plenty of people that have tried it um, and wasn't embraced. And I think it's looking at the market at the moment, um, the UK is using it extraordinary wells for a dairy base um a pedigree base and and and, and the kind of the, the pe- just around the pedigree sheep that kind of thing and it's working out really really well mm-hmm. we're seeing some extraordinary figures on on all three of them mm-hmm. while in ireland it's completely different so both south and north of the border it's all down to absolutely everything whether it's stores whether it's fat stock whether it's sheep whether it's breeding sheep, whether it's calves, there's a phenomenal trade. Uh, we're seeing some marks here hitting 50, 60% sold online. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is madness. It's 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 just it's mind blowing. It's just incredible to see that it that it's after all these years after COVID that it's still going as strong. 
it, it, uh, you're right, it's mind-blowing the speed that it's, it's taken up as well, not just with yourself, but with the farmers. We, if we go back to those original um, days, you said you kind of came up with an idea. I mean, I read somewhere that you got the whole thing up and running within two weeks. I, I'm a, I've been involved in software development for many years. I mean, that's, that's mental to be able to bring a platform together at that speed. You must have some pretty smart guys behind there. Um, that goes down to Kieran, Aaron, and Mark. That's that's uh, that's that's not me by any means. Anyone that knows me, you'll say I'm a stick to the plank. But no, Aaron is one incredibly smart individual when it comes to the coding. He's um, when you kind of talk that language or you, you you try to understand it, it's 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 just very very interesting. Kieran, um, Kieran is a doctor in electronic engineering, and again, another very very intelligent. Man, and then as we talked about Mark earlier on with the with the UI and the the how user friendly it, it just it really was focused towards an online bidding platform uh, and 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 has done incredibly well for for everyone because it's I suppose what Marta is focused on is being easy to use um, and and just that kind of colourful bright approach that you know it's you can scroll down through it you can find what you need to. Um, and then there's been some incredible projects on Marti. The originally it was just the online bidding. Then it moved into the hybrid bidding when when Marts in in the south of Ireland and north of Ireland began to reopen after COVID. So we had to find a solution that um, that the auctioneer could take bids from ringside and online. So we came up with a solution of a digitalized gavel, um, an item that the auctioneer held in his hand and would vibrate for an online bid. Right. And he could flick between increments, so he could move left or right, um, and then he could accept the bid from the floor by, by pressing the button on the gavel. So it kept online and it kept ringside synchronized. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was an incredibly, incredibly piece, uh, cool piece of kit to see working. And, um, sure. That's, you know, that revitalized it, I think. It really, really went well with that. Sure, and, and go back to those early days. You'd be going out in the markets, as you said, Tullow and various places in the Southern Ireland. You'd probably be challenged with the internet, I guess, at, at, at origin. Some of those places that would—I mean, that you rely on on a good internet, both on 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 site and, of course, with with the people that are bidding as well. I mean, that that'd be a challenge in itself. Uh, yes, um, what we learned from the early days was because Marty was built specifically for online bidding. Um, it took. I suppose, steady internet speed rather than high internet speed. So what we needed was something that was steady. We didn't need something that was high, uh, specifically for the reason that it was built, you know, for online bidding. Um, And it it was completely original from the foundations up. So it wasn't just add-ons and stuff like that. Everything everything we built was purposeful. So... We, we we struggled in some places, but we, we found solution. We've never had to cancel a sale. Right. So that's that's good. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we did struggle in some places, um, but we, we've got there. So we've used, I suppose, a mix of um, 4G kind of systems and then landline-based systems, especially in rural Ireland. You know, it's been a bit of a challenge for that. But we've overcame it. So we're not doing too bad. Brilliant. And, and and back in those early days, you would go out to visit the market itself and film the action it, it sort of from the side of the ring there. I mean, that's things have changed since those days, I guess, but uh, you, you'd actually get involved physically. Um, yes, we would. Um, 
We've only had to do that really once or twice with pedigree sales. Uh, for example, the Jigginstown sale, mm-hmm. um, we had to do it there. But we've, 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 we've camera systems in each mart, um, sometimes three and four different cameras. Um, we have backup systems in each mart that if something was to fail, we have another option to move across. Again, just backup system after backup system that's, um, you know, we, we, we're, we built it to this stage and we've never had to cancel a sale. So, um, and that's down to, to gear on future proof and on thinking on everything, you know, it's, it's, um, Thinking of everything is a big enough job, but we've 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 got there now, thankfully, so far. It's phenomenal, and as you said, said about the, the growth, you you started in in Ireland, or very quickly moved into to um, England, Scotland, uh, Wales. Picked off your market, so did you? Did you grow with regards to your team there, Jamie? You sound like you're the sales side of this. Did you grow with regards to your team, or did you just get on your bike and go and visit these people and, and just chase them all up and say, No. A lot of it was organic. Um, so in the early days, I suppose in Ireland, there was a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of calls, that kind of thing. Um, and a lot of growth incredibly quickly. The UK and the North of Ireland was slightly different. Uh, we went up into, I think Richard Beatty's Mart in the North of Ireland were our first Mart in the North of Ireland. Uh, we we fitted five of them in the one day and, um, they went live the next week, I think it was July. Um, and then we went to the UK and, and Norton Brooksbank were our first for a dairy sale up in Shrewsbury. And incredibly quickly after that sale, we had fitted Froome, we had fitted Shrewsbury, or yeah, Shrewsbury Market itself. Uh, we had fitted GTH, we had fitted Kivels. Um, and then grew very quickly after that to Melton Mowbray, Barber's Auctions was in there, um, Sedgemoor. You know, there was a there was a, a lot of growth very very quickly there on in in, in Denmark. You're talking some and of then more, talking some of the flagship uh, um, auction companies in in the UK, especially when you mentioned earlier on that's the the dairy side. Which would, would dairy side have been easier back then than maybe buying fat cattle or store cattle? to dairy would dairy people would be buying cull cows or buying breeding cows? Would they be more prepared to buy animals unseen, if you like, because I'm not saying they are unseen. You can see them on a video, but uh, not visiting them. Would the dairy have been the easiest one to pick off? Yes, and no. Very surprising when we went into that Shrewsbury, into that sale outside Shrewsbury. I think, after, off my recollection, it was the Diamond Herd um, just outside Shrewsbury. Um, North and Brooks, my very first day to run the sale, and I think they've seen figures of 30, 40% sold online. Okay. You know, for the very first day, for people that weren't on site, um, we sold a heifer to somewhere in the round of 20,000 guineas that day, which was a first for us, you know, we were relatively new at the time. Um, and now you're seeing a huge amount of bidders buying on a daily, weekly basis um, in the UK, up until, obviously, the the challenges now with the blue tongue, but even to, to last week, we we seen we seen bidders go buying in the UK on the on the big sales for for H and H there with the with the Charlotte and the Angus. We had a lot of cattle going across to Ireland for that sale, so you know it's. But again, with the growth of dairy, 
it's been phenomenal in the UK. It really, really has. I mean, it, it's it's a changing, and I've had this conversation. We're on episode 100 and nearly 160 on this podcast now. A lot of people we've had on there, James Alexander, various people, and we've chatted about the way social media or, or live online sales and what have you has changed. And COVID did that for all of us, I think, how it's changed to where we go. But there's certain instances where people will see the animals or they need to trust the, the, the seller, especially, I suppose, if we're getting more into the pedigree side of it. They'll need to have a, a faith in the seller so they can just go online and bid. But from a time-saving point of view, having to go to the market and spend a day out rather than just on your phone clicking a button while you're on your tractor it's phenomenal change isn't it it's a massive change within the within the farming industry yeah it's it's opened up a lot of doors for for breeders um like the ability for uh, the ability for farmers now in the in ireland or in the uk to buy each side of the pond has really helped i suppose broaden the horizon Mm -hmm. Um, but again, going back to what you said there in terms of trust, it, there's a lot of it down to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, people don't have the time, I suppose. And even with people buying in the UK, it's down to ring the breeder, they'll maybe develop a, a relationship with the market. And a lot of it really depends on the market and, it, and, and credit to the markets that do it. They do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. They, they're there from the start of the sale to well after the sale it's finished. Um, and they have developed relationships with, with buyers over the years. Uh, we're just, we're kind of coming in and just putting an added benefit there. But it, without the markets, Marti would not work. Okay. So that's the kind of the first thing to say. But the, what it's allowed, what it's done now, it's just broadened the horizon for people. That's uh, an Irish an Irish seller um, can, can actually now have bidders from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to Pierce McNamee's sale two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and selling a, a, selling a, a heifer to a buyer in Australia who's an electrician, <laughs> and uh, his father getting the phone call the next day to, to head over to Pierce McNamee's to collect the heifer. Like, that's... <laughs> That's phenomenal. Like it really, really is. It is, and he said in, in two years, three years now, maybe since you've been going, it has it has changed that and given people that uh, that opportunity. I mean, I I live in France, but I bought sheep in the UK through through Marti, so I know it's there. But as you said, you're not taking the place of the auctioneers. I mean, these auctioneers are still yeah, the markets are still there. Live cattle markets, of course, are still there in in the UK, which they aren't where I live in France and and and, uh, and Europe. We don't have live markets anymore, so you're not taking the place of that. Live markets are still there. And the Option is still doing the work. You're just giving them a facility to to, to find buyers out with themselves. Yeah, it, look, it's as it's as simple as as this. Mart, I could not work without the livestock mart or the livestock market. It's simple. It would just it it's a big community now of well over a hundred mart. Um, we're seeing somewhere in the region of two hundred and fifty thousand active users per month on Mart. Wow. Um, active users is bidders, so on and so forth. Um, and we're seeing a, a kind of a signed up audience of way, way, way above that. So it's a very, very popular app. Um, we've noticed that with the clips function we put into it. Um, so going kind of going back to the very start, there was a, a series of where we, we started with the online bidding system itself. Then we moved into the hybrid, which was the, the, the livestock auctioneer using online and ring site that everyone would see today. And we soon developed the timed auction um, which we'll have a chat about I'd say later on but Mm. that has worked out phenomenal and then we moved into the Marti Clips 
So I suppose it was the version of Marty TikTok, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, people have really engrossed that. We're seeing huge readership of that on a daily basis. Um, people going in and just flicking up and down on the clips and yeah. having a bit of fun in the evenings, you know? And you're obviously growing from that. You're growing, you said, was it 250,000 users? You're growing that as your own database, your own data set as well. That brings a, a value into the company too. Let's just talk about how you, you, where your revenue streams come from then. So the, the Mart will pay you, a, is it a fee per sale or a, a monthly fee that they pay and the buyer doesn't pay anything to you guys at all? Is that right? Yes, so buyer pays nothing. Um, the buyer doesn't really have anything to do with us, I suppose. The buyer is buyer is the market's buyer. Um, the, mar- the, the market itself would pay us a monthly fee. Um, that's the way we work. Uh, we, we provide our support and, and do everything else on the platform for the market to use um, and keep the keep the whole thing running, you know? Mm-hmm. And do you install that? So, sorry to butt in there, Jamie, but you, do you go in to these marks and install the cameras or do you send them a kit and tell them to glue them to the wall? No, so we, we install the system. Um, we have a network of, I suppose, the whole way through Ireland, the north of Ireland and the UK, um, of our people that, I suppose, can provide underground support and, and, and the support line itself. So we, we look after everything from from start to the finish, really. Um, so they've a, they've, some marts would have maybe three cameras, two in the ring and one in the waybridge. Other markets would just have one in the in 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 the in the ring. All depends on what they're selling, you know. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the Irish markets would have three cameras, um, but the people can swipe left and see what's coming into the ring next, you know. Yeah. Um, so no, all the installation, all the hardware, everything we do, everything we look after, everything so start you, to finish. So you do part of that. You take them on a contract to say this is your monthly fee, and part of that first year is you, you're installing the whole system for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. And look has worked out incredibly today in fairness uh, I think I think um I think that the technical support side of Marti has is is well perceived um kind of going back to never having to cancel a sale or never having that 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 serious downtime or anything like that you know so um and I think it goes back to the to 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 one of the meetings we had with 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 a Mart whereby we were asked the question with the growth that we were having were we were we going to um we're going to hire new technical support and that kind of thing. And I love Darren's answer, which was, no, we're going to hire more developers. Mm-hmm. We'll fix any problems we have and we'll keep our technical support down. Sure. Okay. And that's what we've done. So okay. it's worked out well to that now. Again, I've got a, you know, a slight um, experience in that as well. I worked as a, as a business analyst for 10 years in, in, the, in the IT world. So I understand how that works. And you're right. If you can keep, if you keep your problems down, then you don't need the technical support to, to sort them out. So that's a, that's a good answer on that one. Let's just go on a little bit to the, the pedigree side, I mean, a lot of our listeners, we've got thousands of listeners on, on the podcast and 90% of 80, 90% of them will be pedigree breeders. And the, the pedigree job is a bit more demanding than just selling you know, cows through a mart there, isn't it? And, and, and you put together, or at least the mart I put together, programs, uh, catalogs, that sort of thing. Who, who has control of that side of it, putting the, putting the catalogs and everything else together? Is, is, that, is that yourselves or the mart? Um, it's a mix of both, really. Um, some markets would do it all themselves. Other markets would ask us to do it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose what we love to see is we love to see the markets getting involved and getting the pictures from the vendors up onto the catalogue. Yep. Um, we find it makes a huge difference 
to the end user, so the bidder. We find that there's a lot more engagement there and that they have an overall, a better kind of an overall experience, you know. Um, I personally, I love the aspect of where we can have the pictures, the catalogue, all in the one area. So if someone is watching the sale and they find some value, as in values in the eye of the beholder, they can click in, they can swipe left or right, they can see, they can kind of double check themselves, I suppose, see if the breeding suits them and they can bid. I think that's been a major factor in 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 the, the pedigree side working as well sure, as it is. Sure, sure. And, and you get, you've got, as you said, a lot of markets. So you've got big markets like you know, H&H, you know, pedigree auctioneers, McCartney's, you know, Laurie and Simonton, some of the big players, and they'll probably run two or three pedigree sales at once there. I mean, they must have a lot more technology, I suppose, in those markets than, than, than perhaps just your average market does. But sometimes you're running 20, 30 sales a day, something like that. It must be, yeah, how, big, how, big, how much, when do you get maxed out on this thing? So this was the beauty about Marta, this, um I remember at the very start, going back to May 2020, asking Aaron the question is, you know, how far can, or what can Marta tolerate, like, you know? And um, the question, the answer to the question was, well, we could have 10,000 marks running simultaneous, Jamie, no issue. So that kind of tells you the scale it was built to, you know? So um, going back to that point, it was purposely built for online bidding. No add-ons, just that's what it was built for. It was built for a tool for the mart. So there's no problem scaling, there's no problem with with, um, how big it could possibly go. Wow. And I mean, that's some marts, I suppose, might have started with one ring and then would they just add more ring? We'll go on to the machinery side in a minute because I know that's a big that's a big thing for a lot of markets now, machine, all sorts of sales that they have there. So do they get started with one and then they come back to you and say, we need some more cameras to put ring two, three and four on? Or is that sort of, how does it work? Um, yeah, it did probably at the start. Um, it did at the start, especially in Ireland, uh, where, you know, you'd, you'd have the seasonal sales or the, the, the yearly sales or the weekly sales in the first ring and, then they realised, right, well, we need to open up the Wienland, the Wienland ring, right, well, we, we need that ring installed as well. Same principle in the UK. Um, and then, I suppose, H&H was a little bit different. We, we installed all the rings together, uh, all in the one day, and, and live the very next day. Um, so it's, I suppose it's a mix, you know. It's, it's a mix. There's, there's markets joining every month at the moment over in the UK. So... It's uh, it's working out well over on that one, but uh, it's a mix of what a market wants to do. You know, it's it's every all the, every market is unique. Sure. So it's it's of course it's a case of what each market wants to do. Sure. And I, I mentioned machinery. Obviously, some machinery sales that they're out in the field. There, can you get? Can, have you got a facility now where they can go out in the field and film as they go around, or rather than machinery is coming in through through a sale ring? Is that is that something that you do? Yeah. So that that actual. Um, that actual software, uh, we, we call it Rostrum. Okay. Um, it's an app that the auctioneer would have. Um, it was actually originally built for markets in Ireland towards the uh, June, July, maybe 2020, whereby markets were still selling sheep in pens. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't allowed to sell them in the ring. They were allowed to sell them in pens. And eventually that stopped because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we had to find a solution that the markets could still video and sell the sheep in the pen without having to bring them up to the ring. Yep. Yep. 
so that's how that software started, you know, and it's very kind of goes back to the to the gavel that we talked about where the app on the phone vibrates for an online bid. Um, the the audio comes through the phone. Uh, they can swipe left or swipe right to increase increments or decrease. And again, we built in that they can accept a bid from the floor from the hybrid bidding. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to bring that then to the, um, to the machinery sales, especially in the UK, whereby it's very different than how it's done in, in, in Ireland. Okay. And the auctioneers were able to video the machinery mm-hmm. uh, with, with one device, which would stream up onto Martai. And then the second device then would be in the auctioneer's hand, which would do the, the bidding and the uh, audio. Okay. You, you say the auctioneer, Jamie, we're talking surely when you start taking online bidding or, or bidding from outside, it needs to employ an extra. I mean, auctioneers always had a clerk standing alongside of it. Are these clerks a little bit more techy now that they're taking some of the bids in there or is it pretty much all wired into the auctioneer himself? Um, such a difference between, I suppose, all over the market. Um, some auctioneers will drive the whole system themselves. Uh, other auctioneers will have a clerk to do it all to do with how the auctioneer feels um it's 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 designed that the auctioneer can do it it's just like a a third limb really it's it's designed that it's so easy and user-friendly to use so it's 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 again up to an auctioneer's personal preference but in ireland we would see every auctioneer would use it Mm -hmm. and the clerk would have very little to do with martai um they're just keeping an eye on it if the auctioneer maybe goes off track or something like that. Uh, while in the UK, there's a, a difference, I suppose, auctioneer's preference, really. Okay, okay. Let's go down to, to payments through the, the auctions. Yeah, I know the last time I bought sheep on auction, I think I paid direct to the auctioneer, but do you get involved in facilitating the finance side of it, pay, payment side of it as well, or just leave that to the auctioneers? Leave it to the auctioneers. Um, you know, it's down. It's that's, that's, I suppose, where the security is at the moment for... For the market, um, that's that's what the market is good at. We're we're just a tool to, I suppose, help the market grow. And and um, I suppose, look, if there's if there's something in the future that we can do with payments that would help the markets, um, in a software basis, yeah, we look at them. But I, I suppose everything that we're building at the moment is designed to help the markets, help them grow, and keep them strong sure. because that's. That's that's about that's what what we're doing with with the markets being strong, um, Mart oil grow strong, you know. So that's okay. that's I suppose what we're focusing on. And and, and you called Mart I for a reason, obviously, because you are the eyes and ears in the Mart. But I mean, I deal with I, I collect paintings and, and and one or two things. I deal with things like the sale room. I deal with McTears in Glasgow, various things. Are, are there other aspects of this that that, that are still growing within Mart I, or, or is is the market a lot of competition out there? I suppose when you get into other areas, or are you specialising in, in in the market? Is that where you live? No, we're specialising in markets. Um, don't get me wrong. There's some markets in Ireland and the UK that that use it for property, for houses, for pubs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen. We've seen some some cool sales on it. There's um, we've seen uh, big lathes and uh, big press machines going through it. We've seen the contents of a pub go through it. We've seen antiques go through it. Um, you literally could find anything on it, from a wheelie bin to uh, a tractor with 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 tracks on it. You could find anything on it. Um, so I suppose for us, it's keep growing it, keep refining it, help try. 
I suppose put more filters in that farmers can find what they need, improve the video. There, there's lots of improvements to be made, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And you mentioned timed auctions. Of course, that's another aspect to, to auctions. A lot easier for people to, to have a timed auction. Think they can go in, a bit like eBay, I suppose, go in and have a think about it and make another bid tomorrow or, or whatever, rather than having to bid in the heat of, heat of an auctioneer environment. Then, and uh, so, so how does that work? Is is that getting more popular, less popular? How do people take the timed auction side of it? Timed auctions, they, I suppose, they're relatively new in Ireland. Um, they are not relatively new in the UK. So they'd be, I, I suppose, the UK buyer and, and the UK vendor would be would be very familiar with them. Um, they've really took off in Ireland. Um, I think the record price bull now sold at auction and the record price heifer are on a Martai Times auction, commercial heifers mm-hmm. and a pedigree bull. Um, I think the record average sale is on timed auctions, so it's it's done incredibly well in in Ireland, and we're seeing probably one to two to three timed auctions a week on the app now. Okay. Um, UK itself, you could see machinery, you could see cattle, you could see absolutely anything on us on a weekly basis as well. So it's really timed auctions. Is slightly different whereby it really is a tool for the vendor and the buyer. Mm. So it's on the app for four to five days. Okay. Um, the market can get in touch with us to put the, the big banner up at the top of the app, which really, I suppose, streamlines it and, and, and makes sure everybody sees it. Um, and then you have just the ease of bidding. Mm-hmm. that you can get in contact with the market, get approved to bid. You can click through it. The big part, I suppose, is the vendor has the photos, has the videos, has the details, has the the indexes, so on and so forth, that, and the catalogue mm-hmm. that, that, that the buyer can, can really go through. You know, uh, They can arrange to go look at the cattle in advance mm-hmm. if they want to. They can get someone to look at them. And then, I suppose, you have the finale, which is in Ireland is usually on a Monday night at around 7 o'clock. Okay of when the curtain starts to close, this, this red curtain that, that comes down on the bids. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone bids in the last minute, it'll open back up again for another minute. That's right. um, the bidder has the facility to, to put a max bid in. And they can walk away from it. The beauty about the max bid is the max bid is locked in a vault. Mm-hmm. Not the auctioneer, mm-hmm. Marti. Nobody can see what the max bid is. Okay. Nobody. Not ever. So that was the made back the max bid was designed that it's it's locked in a vault nobody can see it that the bidder has that security that if they put in five thousand pound max bid nobody can see it okay. Okay. and the bid I suppose that the way the max bid works is it owns every bid up until their max bid okay. so if the animal is at four thousand and they put a max bid in at five thousand someone comes in and bids four one mm-hmm. well. That person that had the max base in owned the four one, yep, okay. and they owned the four two, and they owned the four three. So it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been very good for that. It's been very good to highlight. It's been very good, I suppose, to to some big breeds in Ireland and the UK. Mm. Um, most recently, as I said, we had Pierce McNamee on us. It's first ever, I think, production sale. Um, incredibly well. Uh, we had Enda McGee here in Ireland. We had we had, we had Gold Star Charlie here in Ireland. Mm up on it um, we recently had the Munster branch of the Angus on it um, and then looking across to the UK it, 
there's 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 a massive amount of um, of sheep and cattle sales on it across the whole of the UK. Mm-hmm. So it has really worked out incredibly well over there as well. Okay, no, I bought I bought whiskies on timed auctions quite regularly, and and uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it <laughs> <laughs> gives me time to think about whether I'm going to drink them now. No, I, I buy collect whiskies on. I there. don't think I don't think we'd le- I don't think we'd left whiskies on to on to Marta. I think we'd I think we'd be broke. <laughs> But you do you do to put horse sales on there, and there's a there's I wouldn't say a dodgy industry, but there's an interesting industry, isn't it, the horse sale market? Because horse sale has always been open to to some fairly clever man when it comes to bidding. So you know, clever sales guys there. So you get involved in that a bit too. Yeah, so we've um, we've two sales in the West Coast of Ireland for Connemara pony sales. We've Clifton and Man Cross. Um, and you recently had Caledonia coming on us, so which was which was very good to see. Um, so yeah, it's look, it works out well. And what we see is a huge viewership for them horse sales. It's mind-boggling. It's just it's lovely to see, and it's lovely to see the amount of online bidding for them. Um, but again, the, going back to what you said, it's really down to the market on how they they market it and, and how they they look after the whole thing. And I have to say now we've some we've 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 some very 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 good markets on our hands. They they're incredibly well tuned into what they do, you know, and, and they really they keep their business uh, in tip top shape. In fairness, okay. And and you, you by taking all these bids through there again, where I've been involved in the analysis side of it, you will take a lot of data. You'll have a lot of bids, a lot of bids against different animals. You'll be gathering a lot of data. I guess through your databases, these bids go on. Do you provide number of bids, and that you provide an analysis back to the auctioneers so they can see they can see how their markets yeah, are going, so, how the numbers are going. Yes, yeah, so that's that's all their data. So um, the beautiful thing about Marti is that all of the platforms, for example, the the, the actual the, the URL that they have, that's their platform when they're on Marti. Okay. You know, so they have all aspects and access to to their data on it, how many bids come in, how many people are viewing and stuff like that. So they, I suppose they're, they've really, they've really got into it now and they've really kind of um, looked at what ways to help themselves grow. Uh, and, and, and we've been there to, to answer any questions they have and, and how they can improve. And, and if they improve, we improve. I suppose if they get geographical data on that, then they, they'll know, you know where in future where they can put a bit more marketing to gather those, those viewers in. And you also have some sort of chat section there where people can go on and and uh, and, and talk to you and, and I don't quite know what it does. Chat with Marta. Yeah. So Chat with Marta is an AI-based software that we have on the desktop system um, where you could go in and ask Marta questions. Right. Uh, for example, some people go in and ask us what's Red Tractor Assurance? Mm. Um other people ask it what sales are on today. Okay. Um, other people ask us um, for general information. I need to change my address or I need to change my herd number. Mm. Um, so that's uh, uh-huh. and it- it's it's an experimental, I suppose, aspect we're doing on Marti. Um, so some of the information might not be accurate, mm. but it's it's. Um, it's something we're looking into that we can we can help, you know. Def, definitely, um, definitely an area. The technology market is growing very, very fast, isn't it? The AI chat chatbots and that. So, so you're involved. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's phenomenal to watch that now. What it's doing, and um, <laughs> again, kind of looking into that, how we can improve things for 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 both the Mart and the end user. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's some 
really nice things coming down the line on that. Okay, okay, good. And and your your you your Ireland base, but you're very much in the UK. What about Europe and and, and USA, the rest of the world? Is 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 the world your oyster on this one, or do you have you got geographical limitations? Do you think, Jamie? No, I don't think there's any geographical uh, limitations on it. It's I suppose we've a mart in Italy that uses this a uh, couple of times a year mm-hmm. um, to really showcase dairy stock and, and dairy produce over there. So that's a big event there that, that happens now in the next couple of weeks. Um, we've had so many inquiries from further afield, uh, even going to Romania, uh, New Zealand, so on and so forth. It will happen. Uh, we've no fear on that. But at the moment, I suppose we we're currently developing another product, which is our, our, our back office system. Um, which is relatively known to the market. So there's some lovely, lovely stuff coming in that that's going to, I suppose, help the end user and the mart. Okay. Okay. So that's our next one now okay. that's coming now in the next, next couple of weeks. And we're starting on the installation side of that. So we'll, we'll focus on that probably now for the next couple of months. And then we'll, I suppose, look at further afield. Okay. Um, okay. And that's, that's our kind of a that's our kind of a route now for the next couple of next couple of next year or so. Okay. You, I mean, you'll have obviously done your budgets and whatever. You'll reach saturation point with the UK markets, I guess, at some stage. But if they can take on more and more rings or bigger, bigger contracts, are, are you still growing as a company? Are you still growing at the speed you were? Um. Yeah, we're growing relatively well in the UK. Um. Like there's, there's, I think between Ireland and the UK now, like this month now, we've we've had strong growth. Um. There's a couple of markets. There's a couple of markets joining every month, you know. Um, so I think that's going to continue uh, relatively well in, into next year, and prob- probably towards the latter end of next year. We try to support the market really as best we can in terms of marketing, in terms of just the, the back office support, in terms of what Marty can do, in terms of building the catalogs and really getting it out there. It's and it, it's really turned into. A kind of a and a huge benefit to the market in the UK in in attracting some bidders both sides of the pond. Okay. Um, like going back to the one with the machinery, we've had markets that have had maybe two three hundred lots, and Martai might be an online bidding tool, but they put the catalogue up on Martai, mm-hmm. and there was three Irish bidders seen it from not in the one place but from around Ireland. And they arranged with the market to jump on a plane the day of the sale and go over. And they actually bought three or four lots in the sale. <laughs> uh, now, they bought it ringside, but they seen it on Marta. Okay. So it was also a huge benefit in terms of advertisement sure, to them sure. to them buyers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that really came down now to how it's on the, how it's on the app. That if, if the customer opens up the app and they see the little button up in the top right-hand corner that says today... <laughs> They can actually go down now and see what sales are there for tomorrow. They can see the, the the time sales coming up. They can see the machinery sales coming up. They can click on the sheep. They can click on the dairy. They can click on whatever they like in there, you know. And we've added maybe three different, four different ways of, of customers being able to find things with the little magnifying glass down at the bottom. Mm. Um, and, 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 and like we're learning, we're learning every day in terms of what the end user wants. Um, if we can, I suppose, help the end user, that helps the market. Sure. in terms of less phone calls and less support as well. Um, and then down at the bottom of the app now, we've we've done the, the home button and the second button in from the right-hand side is the clips. And that gives just the end user the, the ability to go in and just flip through and see what different cattle are making. And it's, it's, it's very, it's, 
it's algorithm based. So I suppose if people are going in and they are watching maybe store cattle going through the ring and if they hit the like button on it, it'll start to show them more store cattle coming through the ring and vice versa with sheep. Um, if you're a pedigree Angus man and you start to watch more of the Angus going through the ring, it'll start showing you more Angus and same with Charlotte and same with limousines and so on and so forth. Okay. So it's uh, it's very smart in that aspect. And, so uh, so evaluation tool then almost. And I know I use, again, I use that for, for, for whiskies. I'll buy one and I'll have a look through and see the last you know, hundred lots of that particular type of bottle or, or, or art, whatever it is, and, and find out the average price of that. So could people do the same thing, go back and look at previous auctions and see what things have made in the past to see to get get a rough idea of what, of what they're valuing? Yeah, they can click back in on the clips. If they, for example, get interested in one market in particular, um, and the tool realizes that this man wants to see a specific market, mm-hmm. it'll start showing him more clips of that okay. of that market. Okay. Uh, vice versa for, for, for Angus and, and limousines and so on and so forth and dairy. Um, if you're just interested in dairy, the, the algorithm should learn quick enough. Now, it'll often throw you in another aspect to see if you're interested in this and... Uh, if you are, it'll start showing you more of that as well. I've got, I've got somebody to blame. I think I let my wife to, to stay in bed on a painting and I came back, she'd bought some jewellery because she'd found a, a jewellery auction was on. So I suppose the same, the same might happen there. As you're right, they're going to go and buy something else. But to know that, I mean, that, that, that's great use of it, isn't it? To use the algorithms to, you know, to, to find different things that people people want. Everybody wants to buy something. Yeah, and look, it's it's worked out well for us. So uh, we've tried as well to over the last maybe two years as well to kind of to give back. Um, we started a clothing line on Martoy with all heart, all Mart was the campaign, mm-hmm. and um, we donated that to to charities um, across Ireland and the UK. So that's. That's actually worked out incredibly well. And then we've done the, the Mart Aid in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, which was our take on Live Aid. Okay, yeah. Yep. So that was an interesting evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had 20 Marts, each with maybe 10, 15 lots between the north and south of Ireland with a different auctioneer in each market. Um, to sell all for charity, so that money went to and it was Air Ambulance and um, Embrace Farm here in Ireland. So I, I, it was. Uh, I saw that, and that a fan- was a challenge in I saw that, and a fantastic achievement that was, and great to put that bit back there. And you've won awards as well. You mentioned earlier on award winning. I think you won was it the Plowing Match of this year or last year? Maybe you won a sort of national uh, award. Yeah, You're starting to get recognised for what you do. Yeah, won the award at the Plowing Match last year, which was nice. Um, and then we won the award up in the north of Ireland there recently, so that was lovely as well. It was well perceived by us, um, and, and it was—it's nice. And that kind of goes back to to the markets. We wouldn't be where we are without the markets that we have. It's as, it's as simple as that. We're very very lucky to have them, and um, they're they're. You say that, but uh, I'm probably going to turn this on its head a little bit and say, yeah, the, yeah, the livestock markets, some of the smaller ones, disappeared from a lot of towns. Certainly, from when I grew up, the markets aren't there anymore in the towns and the centres. And I think you wouldn't be where you are without the livestock markets. I think some of the livestock markets probably wouldn't be there without you. Would that be right to say that you've actually been the saviour of some of these markets? I don't. I don't know. I think like we've seen markets grow, yes, but in the other side of things, we wouldn't be where we are without the markets. Um, 
so you can kind of look at it both ways, but it's you know there's 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 huge work to go on behind the scenes with these markets. You know, they they put in incredibly long hours. Um, like they're the they're the price setters for for every farmer across Ireland and the UK. That's the benchmark. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know they set the benchmark whether whether that animal is sold privately on the farm and goes directly to slaughter or whether that animal you know goes wherever from farm to farm. It's the price that was set the following week in the market that's that you know that set that price. So it's the I think kind of a lot of credit goes goes back to the market because it, it just we especially see the work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, I don't think a lot of people see that, and the detail that goes into it, like auctioneers on the phone from early morning until late evening talking to vendors or talking to buyers. You know, um, so we especially see it. Like my phone starts at probably eight o'clock in the morning and finishes around half ten at night, and and that's to. That's to, to to auctioneers and and sellers alike. You know, we'd more so I suppose in in the south of Ireland and the north of Ireland, where the market would ask us to help with the vendor, help the vendor with the catalogue, and so on and so forth. So we deal we deal a lot with vendors in in the Republic and in the north in in relation to that. So, um, okay. We've, we've we've done that so the phone back the phone just doesn't stop at times you know okay but i mean there were some that would say the, the the livestock market is the social hub for people and especially when times like covid and the, and the mental awareness that we're all much more involved in these days within the livestock industry and for people to go to the market every week and get there and collaborate together if they're buying online and and, and not getting into the market i suppose that takes a little way a little bit away from that but i mean you, as you said you're encouraging everybody to speak to everybody it's not like just going online you, you're still keeping the communication channels open with these people yeah like i suppose if you kind of if you look at some of the sales for example the, the gretna house sale the most recent sale in the, the uk that had that done incredibly well if if you look at that sale and, and just take that one for example there was no standing room in Carlisle that day. No. Absolutely none. Um, credit to all involved there. Done it really, really well. Um, but there was a huge amount of online that day as well. So I think what happened there was um, there was a huge amount of attention on the sale, but there was people that couldn't attend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Marty came in then. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was an aspect of taking away from the sale. I think you're still always going to get the crowd to the sales ring, whether that's for stores, whether that's for pedigree, whether it's for machinery. You're still always going to get to them. Marti is just an extension then of helping that people can't attend and people that wanted to view that can click in and watch the sale. Um, and even now, there's some markets that are live streaming their their store sales. So their 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 ordinary sheep sales, uh, and their fat stock sales. And that's not taken away from, it, from the, the day itself. I think that's just adding in another essence of people that maybe were thinking about selling next week, that they can go in and just watch the sale taking place and say, Jesus, trade is good. I'm going to bring my stock there next week, you know? So it, we, we haven't seen it throughout Ireland or the UK taken away from, taken away from the people in the ring. That's, 
that's still still in the ringside week on week. That sounds brilliant. I mean, that's a win-win for everybody if, we, if we're doing that. And, and uh, as I said, you are facilitating. You will have competitors, I'm sure, out there. You're probably not going to divulge who they are, but there'll be people chasing your coattails on that. But at the moment, as I said at the top of this, anybody in the livestock business in the UK and Ireland that haven't heard of Mart, Mart I would be people would be very few. So, uh, Jamie, I can congratulate you or the four of you or the whole team. I mean, how many have you got within the company there now, Jamie? There'd be more than the four of you anyway. Um, yeah, there's, um, Margaret is the, the most recent to come on. So Margaret is, um, doing a lot with sales now. She's dealing with markets now in Ireland and the UK. Um, I think she's loving the timed auctions, mm-hmm. um, and, and loving the live auctions. Um, we've kind of kept it to, to a small knit environment. Um, we're currently hiring another developer for, for another project. So that's going well at the moment. So we kind of kept it to to, the, to myself, Kieran, Mark, Aaron, Margaret, Anka is there as well. Um, we kind of we kind of kept it to that, and we kind of kept it small and close knit. That that you know that we were we each deal with we each deal with the markets and we each deal with with the auctioneers. And um, if, if if one of us is off, the other one is there to to basically provide the support if required. Okay. So okay. it's uh, okay. It's it's easy on that aspect when you have kind of a close knit group, you know, and, and uh, a market can ring at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. We've some markets going on till three o'clock in the morning. You know, there's always there's always something on market. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it said that you know twenty thirty sales at a time or twenty thirty sales a day, or sometimes twenty at a time. It is a busy one and hard for you to keep your all eyes on it. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. You saying, look, you probably still got other th- other work to do, and we're eight o'clock at night now. But uh, uh, you guys, you know, uh, oh, yeah, no, we've uh, a few time sales on the app now. You you never know what we could find. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time and congratulations, as I said earlier on, to the growth of a small business to to where you've got to and and still growing and and. Uh, I'll still be buying sheets through you, and probably most of the people that listen to, to this podcast will be buying something through you in the next year or two. So you've got pretty much all, all uh, my top lines and tails customers there as, as your customers too. So uh, appreciate your time, Jamie. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, no, thanks very much. And I suppose it goes out to the end user as well, like that we can't see everything on the app, and we love people getting in touch. With okay. Um, and they, they can get in touch through the website, and that's you know if they needed advice on it we love i suppose kind of keeping in touch with the end user and and and, and open to suggestions on it it's the app i suppose is for them through the market so like if the end user has has anything that they need to tell us we love to hear it you know okay and that's martai.ie is that right martai yeah martai or just or even email hello at martai.ie Jamie, thanks again for your time. It's been uh, it's been great to speak to you this evening. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. And uh, this time of year, as we're coming into winter, a lot of you guys out there will be putting lambs out onto your forage crops. So uh, to get in touch with Harbro regarding that as well from 
as little as three pence per head per day. Their forage booster buckets can uh, help top up the vitamins and minerals and help those lambs make the most of those forage crops. There. So uh, get in touch with Harborough on their whole range of products and see what uh, what they can do for you with their nutrition and nutritional advice. Uh, so thanks again to our sponsors, Harborough. Find them on the internet or on social media. And while you're there on social media, don't forget to look out our Top Lines and Tales Facebook page. And also, if uh, wherever you get your podcast and listen to your podcast, just click the follow button or the subscribe button so that uh, you'll then be notified whenever Top Lines and Tales puts out a new episode. And also, your your following there will help uh, grow our listenership on the internet. So uh, thanks again to all you listeners out there to Top Lines and Tales.